The Mighty Whites podcast is recorded at the Medicine Room Studios. For more information, visit medicineroomstudios.com. Welcome to episode 75 at Mighty White's podcast. Uh, about 20 minutes ago, Leeds got what, what may prove to be one of the biggest wins in the modern history of the football club. And I, sh- I should be absolutely delighted, but in truth, it was so stressful that I can barely function. I'm Jack, I'm joined by Casey. I, I need to lie down in a dark room. Well, luckily you can do that while podcasting. Yeah. Um, normally we would have a chat for five minutes before we start recording, but... I just want to say straight away, is that the worst we've played under Bielsa? It's right up there, isn't it? That second half, we, we had so little of the ball. I, normally, I mean, look, I am going to pretend to be like, I do, I'm not a tactics writer by any stretch. I don't know absolutely I don't know so much that I really get into a lot of the minutiae of what Leeds are doing under Bielsa. But I like to think that I have a decent tactical understanding of football. And in that second half, I have no clue what we were trying to do. Yeah, it all... I mean, it was in the first half, we, we seemed to be chopping and changing a fair bit and we, we never really settled on on anything, and it mm. seemed... No, there was a bit, it was around about the half-hour mark, I think, where we seemed to switch to a back four, then back to a back three, and then Berardi went into the middle of a back three where Ailing had been. And then they went back... And there was about five changes, and they all it seemed to happen over the space of about four minutes. Yeah, I was. I mean, I was very surprised straight away. Like, I, I think we all just kind of assumed that Barardi was going to come in as a centre back, and and it kind of started that way. And and you had Ailing was was the left central defender. Yeah. Because as soon as because in the back three because at the start it did look like it was meant to be three three one three, but with Ailing as the central centre back, which seemed really strange. Yeah, no, uh, it's a difficult one because you you look at a back three, and when your only natural left footer is also your only actual centre back. Mm. It, it makes it a bit awkward. Um, I, I just I think we really struggled without without Ben White there, and and, and, I, and I think it, I think it. I think Calvin Phillips's value just went up by five million more. Yeah, we we just we really struggled to really gain any any significant foothold in the game, and and the chances we tended to have were, were on the counter. Yeah, it's like there was a bit um, in the second half when Barnsley started really going for it. And it opened up so much. Leeds had like three or four chances to counter-attack where there would have been five on four or four on three. But we never even got close to pulling one off. No, there was... Uh, there was a couple of times we, we got to... We slid a ball in behind... That was about it. There was no, and, and in fact, I think that the, the last counter attack we had towards the end of the game, we looked so tired going forward. I thought 
that was one of the f- things that I was going to come on to later, but we may as well talk about it now. Because I thought that today, I mean, the, fa- the fact is we won. Right? And that is all that mattered in that game. But I thought that today was like the worst combination of the team looking really nervous and looking really tired. I mean, I was surprised because at one point, Barnsley were going forward down down our left-hand side, went past Berardi, and he, and he seemed to be struggling with an injury. He seemed to be holding his left thigh and couldn't get anywhere near him. And, and, and you were just kind of looking around waiting for him to be subbed, and, it, and, that, and that never came. Um. Yeah, it, it all seemed a bit strange in in what uh, at times was was a bit lethargic, and, and I think you've got you've got to give credit to Barnsley as well, who who came to play and and, and attacked well. And as it turned, I think the the stat I heard before the game was that they I think they've had more I think they've had more shots this season than anyone else in the division. Uh, I didn't hear that stat because I do tend to turn tune out some of the commentary when it's on Sky. The actual commentators are good. It's just that most of the co-commentators aren't. Uh, but like we were saying on the last podcast, like Barnsley are better than bottom of the league for all their performance data and everything. And today they looked, they looked like it's an absolute travesty at the bottom. Did you? I think I remember you saying they were sort of mid-table in the XG table. The Experimental 361 XG table, they were uh, going into this midweek round of fixtures, they were 11th. I, I, I honestly think that would sort of explain it. Yeah. About. And in the actual table since... Uh, oh, well, uh, since Gerhard Struber took over, they're 15th. Mm. But like, I mean, I suppose we'll we'll keep it somewhat chronological because we're straight after. Um, like they had, they went. The uh, Jacob Brown had an all right chance going in behind early on, and then they had a massive chance. Uh, Mads Anderson from a corner heading wide. Yeah, he he got goals. He got goal side of Cooper pretty easily, didn't he? And yeah, it was a very good chance. That, and I think if he hits the target, it's one nil. Oh yeah, because the only way Melier's saving that is if it's straight at him. He ain't got any time to react. Yeah, uh, but. It was, I mean, Leeds scored, what, 30 seconds after that chance? Yeah, it was almost, in that regard, it was almost textbook BL, so that we just got the ball and just absolutely legged it upfield. Yeah, it was a orange ball, but like it fell to click in middle, and now Click's pass to Bamford was a really good ball. That was fantastic, because uh, it looked like it was going to go wide to Costa, who, who was bombing down the right, and I think that's what everyone was expecting. Yeah, and he like cut it back in. It was a well-timed run from Bamford. Has his first go at crossing it, it gets blocked, but Bamford did really well, because it would have been so easy to just let that go for a corner. Yeah. But he runs down, I good mean, pull it, back with his right foot. So nearly went out of play as well, but he were good pullback and I mean it's bad defending from Solvauer it wasn't like the ball was absolutely smashed at him and he didn't have time to react yeah and I, I think the only saving grace for him is that if he didn't put it in I'm, I'm, I'm fairly certain Tyler Roberts was there to to knock it in yeah I, I just think that like if that was a Leeds defender I'd be thinking you had time to clear that yeah, it just it just goes in the, with the wrong foot, doesn't it? And 
And I think at that point, as soon as you started leading the way he did it, it was only really going to end one way. Um, with Bamford, though, like you say, great play from him. Good, you know, good vision to, to go for that pullback because the ball very nearly went out of play as well. Yeah, he only just got there, didn't he? Yeah. So nice. It, it was, and that was probably about as good as it got. Yeah. Um, well, we Barnsley were then good for the rest of the first half, but it was the second half that really changed things. Like in the first sort of five, ten minutes of the second half, like Connor Chaplin had a shot just wide with his left foot that was a really good effort. Is that the, and then is that we, the one when he should have slid it? He had options left and right. Uh, no, this, that's the next one. Uh, Connor Chaplin's was the one, like, you know, when it was bouncing, there was left side at penalty area. Oh, yeah. And he smashed it across goal. And then Leeds, like, took a short goal kick. I think it was from that shot. Passed Where it around, it? played it to Ailing, who just made a complete mess of it. He uh, he spun around a couple of times and, yeah. and fell over. Gave, gave it to Callum Styles, And he was the one who had options left and right and chose to shot and dragged it wide. Yeah, that, that would have been a great chance for them because he probably should have knocked it left. But yeah, just it was it was made far too easy for them. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that was like a really, really big chance. And what I would say is they didn't actually, other than those two really back to back, like they had uh, headed from a corner, there was. I think it was a couple. There was one. There was one that Melier tipped over. That was a right foot shot. But what I would say is they didn't actually have, other than them two, that many clear cut openings. Mm. But it was just that Leeds could not get on the ball. No, they 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 were very good in in midfield of of winning back possession and and. Uh, I'd I'd like to see how many touches Pablo actually had in the game. Yeah, I um he, like he was, in the player kept it, isolated. In the player ratings, I gave him a generous five. But like he was bare, in the same way in the first half, right? You could have easily said uh, Tyler Roberts. You could have easily missed him being on the pitch. Mm. And I thought Hernandez was worse than him. Yeah, I, uh, I honestly I I couldn't tell you. Apart from picking up the yellow card, I couldn't really tell you anything Pablo did. Yeah. He just couldn't get on the and ball. And generally speaking, if it, if it's the case that Pablo Hernandez is on and he can't get on the ball, it's probably saying more about the rest of the team than it is him. Yeah, because I said outside of the one chance he had in the second half, but again, Bamford was, was feeding up absolute scraps. Yeah, he barely had a kick, which is uh, again, why it was... Big that he got that assist. Yeah, he also think, played a good through ball for Dallas at the end that nearly resulted in a good chance. Well, it was yeah. a good chance. It was a 1v1. He was just stretching a little bit. The, the main thing I remember him doing is he the winning headers to clear a couple of corners more than anything else. Mm. And, he, and he and also should have had a free kick. Oh, yeah, that one. I mean, when it happened, I jumped up and... Uh, Were you hopeful of a penalty? I jumped up and shouted penalty and then I saw the replay. Uh, I just uh, I just noticed something that the Through It All Together website has, for some reason, decided to put the player rating second after the match preview. <laughs> if, only we knew who, if only we knew the people who did that, mm-hmm. who looked after that website. I'm fixing it right now. Um, 
Yeah, um, there was a few things. Like today, again, we won. I keep having to say that to myself because I'm complaining a lot. We're not talking like we've won, but yes, we have. Uh, You know, like I say quite often, obviously, I love Bielsa. I never want him to leave. I want him to be in charge of this club forever. Mm. I think he got it wrong today. (laughs) Yeah, I was just... I was surprised it went as long as it did with that back line. I, I honestly think, and one of the issues I think you've got with Berardi at fullback is that, I, you know, he, he had Alioski in front of him, but Alioski does so well when he links up with Jack Harrison normally on, on the left-hand side. Mm-hmm. And you just don't get that with Berardi. He, he's in no way an attacking fullback. And it was, it's, I think it's one of the big things we missed. But, uh, on the whole, we we just looked disorganised, and 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 it very much looked like we we didn't know how to how to deal with Barnsley. Yeah, um, I was just I was mainly going on to that so I could look at the times of the substitutions because I make note of them at the bottom. Uh, obviously, Rob, Hernandez came on for Roberts at halftime, which everyone expected, but it didn't really work out. Uh, Alioski came on for Costa after fifty minutes, which moved Harrison to the right. Now. I ha- I was writing I was writing something down when Costa went down injured, and I was also writing something down when it showed the replay. I know it was Moat cutting him off, but I didn't I, actually I didn't actually see what happened to Costa. Honestly, I I couldn't tell you from from watching it. It, it looked because from what I heard, he just cut across him, like blocked him off. Yeah, and and the fact that he ended up going off on the stretcher was uh, definitely unexpected from from what it was and and we've seen Costa a couple of times ham an injury up somewhat um but yeah when he when he was on the ground as long as he was you were concerned and then yeah. he tried to walk it off and, and was straight back down again but I mean even if it's not as bad as it looks the last game of the season is in six days fingers crossed the last game of the season is in six days okay it's not there's none after that uh <laughs> So, like, that could be him for the mm. season. Uh, the most interesting sub, obviously, like, Sha- ha- Hernandez went off again at the end, replaced by Shackleton, and he looked fucking furious about it. Yeah. But he has done that before, you know, took him off just at the end when he's come on a sub. So I think Hernandez was probably pissed off because he knew he hadn't had a good game. Yeah, I, th- I think that was the frustration of and the entire- he wasn't able to affect the game. Yeah, he knew that not only he, but everyone pretty much had had a bad game. Yeah. Um. But the interesting change was on the hour mark. Uh, Jack Harrison, who he didn't have a great game, but I had him in like as one of his better performers at this mm. point. Off the Pascal Struik, who played in like defensive midfield, who I actually thought did quite well. Yeah, I give I, in the ratings. I give him six out of ten. I thought, I mean, Bielsa made lots of strange tweaks in this. I've I put, came on defensive midfield, one of a few strange tweaks in the game. Uh, it's weird because I've never seen him play in midfield before, I don't think. No. And, and, I, do, honest- and I do watch the under-23 games. Not all of them, admittedly, but I do. But the thing, uh, made a couple. Uh, there were a couple of good tackles he made. That good ball out to Alioski was good. And he did manage to get himself in the right areas to defend quite well. I thought he did pretty well overall. Especially yeah. considering how bad he was against Cardiff. I th- yeah, I thought he did quite a good job of just being in the right position just to 
to nip nip passes away from from the players receiving them. Mm-hmm. And you know, I, I don't know. And he said the pass to Alioski. I think he had another one of those, another nice ball out to the left hand side. I thought he. I mean, he looked a little bit lost in there positionally, but I aren't really holding that against him because I'm not sure he's ever played there before. No, at, at no point did I, I. I think he was massively out of position or anything like that. He seemed to. There was no glaring errors in there, anyway. No, that's I, that's true. I think he, he had one. He had one. The first time he got the ball played into him from the defence, he got one played into his feet in midfield, and he lost the ball. And that was the first time he got it. But after that, he didn't do it anymore. Uh, the thing that I found really weird was if he did want to bring on a defender, you know, to stick in midfield, even if he wanted it to be a different one so he could play Ben White at the back. Ollie Casey has definitely played in midfield for the under twenty fours. He's done it for the first team. Yeah, like I've seen it. I've seen it happen. <laughs> it's just, uh, it clearly thinks something of strike because, and we were kind of talking about this earlier. Like, yes, he's given a lot of players a debut, but he doesn't use a lot of them that actually that often. But strike is someone he, he's made what. Uh, probably 10 or 11 appearances under Bielsa at this point. I'm not, obviously not, I think there's only been a start in there maybe, but. Yeah, he started against, it was against Bristol City at home last season, didn't he? Mm. That's when we were, was that when Cooper was suspended? And Yeah. And he did, I think he played an hour. Oh no, oh, oh no, wait, that was Halmer. Halmer started that game. Apo. Holding yeah. midfielder, Apo Halmer. Yeah. Who I think it says a lot about how technically good our squad is that one of the critiques of Halmer when he did play for Leeds was that he didn't look up to it technically and then he's gone somewhere else and he's bumped up into midfield. Yeah. But I, I mean, Halmer always looked decent for us. It's just that he wasn't going to get a chance. It's the same reason Clarkador went. Yeah. And, mm. and, and with Clarkador as well, and, and it was, to be honest, and the same with Halmer and, and Wilkes. It's just quite nice to see young players and, and obviously Halmer didn't come through the academy as such you know he was, mm. he was an under 23s player but it's quite nice just to see these younger players that have gone on at least admittedly probably not for much longer but have stayed in the championship I'll tell you what when I look at when I look at Barnsley today unless like they lose their manager and lose a load of players and they might lose Struber I could see the likes of Birmingham City and Bristol City looking at him yeah um but if they if they keep the squad together, I think they'll win League One next season. Yeah, they should do. It's it's you know they're, they're playing football the right way. I, I, I'm assuming they won't be able to keep Carly Woodrow. Yeah. Uh, I, I, that was one of the things I wanted to say about strike. Uh, all stats out where he tweeted some out that I'm assuming is true because I didn't know this, but it's a weird thing to have made up. Uh, apparently, after the strikes admittedly debacle against Cardiff apparently he wanted to leave the club after that game because he just felt he'd let everyone down to such a degree that he didn't think he could come back from it sounds sounds like he's struggling with the pressure of it yeah so to come so to they've phrased it like this but especially if, if to come on in that situation when the entire team is doing badly and to do well in an unfamiliar position 15,000 people watching you yeah I think he's I think he's done really well to do that. Yeah, it was, like you say, probably the most notable of the substitutions, but I, yeah, I, th- I thought he was, he certainly 
you, you'd certainly say he was effective. Yeah. Um, now I, th- I think the one for me is I'm, I'm surprised Berardi lasted as long as he did. I, th- I thought we might have seen Douglas come on there, um, just just to give us more of an outlet on the left hand side. Yeah, it was. Um, the thing is that, like, I think you legitimately. I know we're allowed five subs now, but I think you could have easily subbed seven or eight of them. Yeah. Whether we have that many players that you'd want to bring on or not is yeah. a different <laughs> issue. But we should we should say at this point that uh, Kiko Casilla was on the bench. Yes, he was, which surprised me. Yeah, and, and again, me and, me and Jack have, have spent a lovely day together golfing and and in a beer garden before the game. Yeah, I am but, honestly. I think if I wouldn't have had a couple of pints before that game, that might have finished me off. Yeah, but. And this this is obviously purely speculation, but I wonder if Bielsa looks at Kiko Kassirin as as much as Melier is now my first choice, but Kassir is the next best option. And should I need another goalkeeper, I'd much rather it be him than Miazek. Yeah, that must have been that must have been his thought process, but I genuinely would have just had Miazek on bench. Yeah, I, I don't want to, I don't know. Was it the Swansea game? Or was it the? Uh, it was the Stoke game, I think, wasn't it? When at one point uh, Melier was holding his wrist. Uh, yeah, and I, there and was I don't a... know if it's just a case of seeing that for me. Anyway, part part of me just thinks I just want a good goalkeeper. Whether Casillas is a good goalkeeper or not is a very much up for debate. But it, it was it was certainly an interesting. Uh, inclusion in the squad hmm. well it's sort of I'm I'm starting to calm down a little bit now because um, like I, I, I really I honestly cannot believe we've won that game I did say on our Twitter that although we did not deserve that at all I think that what happened today was we got one of the you know the Swansea, Derby, Forest at home games where we battered them and didn't win. I think we just got one of them back today. Yeah, it's um, it's a rare thing for us, really. We don't tend to get things like that. But yeah, we we managed to battle through and survived. Like in the game, like, and it is because I don't see it objectively when it's Leeds United, probably. When I was looking at the game, I felt like, you know, I felt like the XG of that game was going to be like Barnsley, one, you know, one and a half leads, 0.3. Because I felt like we didn't create anything. But um, uh, it was actually, uh, we were 0.9, Barnsley 1.07. So they had it about level. But I, I'm looking at their shot map and I think that'll get revised to both teams being lower. Yeah, uh, I'm. I'm glad it's out of the way with now. Yeah, I'd say and I need a drink to set the edge off, but but I had a couple of a uh, couple of mixed fruit ciders, and I'm still feeling a little bit bloated. If I'm being honest, and I, and I don't think the stress of the game has helped. No. Um. All all we can do now is, I mean, a bit, we need one point from two games to go up. And there is the chance that we we could go up 
without kicking a ball again. That's what I'm hoping for, if I'm honest. It's, I want the, this done the, as soon as is possible. Unfortunately, it's not really the fixtures you'd hope for for that situation. Because uh, it's uh, West Brom against Huddersfield. Yeah, West Brom Brentford, away at Huddersfield at uh, half past five tomorrow. And then Brentford play Stoke. Yeah. Or uh, in all likelihood today as you're listening to it. Yeah. It's... Um, um, uh, yeah, they're not they're not the they're not the fixtures you would have liked for for that situation. Well, as shy as Huddersfield are, they do really really need a result. So does Stoke. So does Stoke. Uh, Stoke, I, I think slightly less. I mean, they still need a result, but they're seventeenth. Five points clear of Hull in 22nd. With two games left, they're probably... They've got so many teams below them that they're probably all right anyway. But Huddersfield are only three points ahead, so they're not. So It'd be so so much nicer to be promoted before the next game. Yeah, I know. in In terms of the moment, you should want it to happen on the pitch. But fuck that as soon as possible, please. <laughs> uh, I think I think when it happens, you'll be able to feel the size the size of relief in yeah. Leeds. Oh. Yeah. Uh, so stressful. Uh, it just jumped into my head. There has actually been some news. Uh, Ollie Casey signed a new three-year deal, didn't he? Yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm glad to see that he's looked decent in all his young games. Wait, Derby away on Sunday. I feel better going into this one now after the run of results they've had because obviously yeah, they, they, they'd kind of come back quite well, but then they've they've lost fairly handily to to West Brom and and Brentford. Yeah, I mean Derby's season is it even is it mathematically done? Uh, it technically isn't, but it probably will be by the time Sunday comes around. They're six points off the playoffs, but they're eleventh. There's so many teams in between that some of them are going to win. And make it impossible. Like if Cardiff get a draw, they're done. If Millwall win, they're done. God, it's so nice. I, I will say now, it's so nice looking at that league table. Five, but still five points ahead of West Brom, six points ahead of Brentford. Because we're now a nice race. we're now in that situation where, I mean, obviously, I, I even me, the most negative man in the world, has to be like eighty-five percent confident now. Uh, but we're in a position now where there's four games that don't involve Leeds United, two West Brom and two Brentford, and for us to even have a chance, they have to win all of them. Yeah. Uh, I mean, uh... it's nervy. I, I almost like I, I, I was just thinking through. Like today, I think I gave I did give man at match to Ben White because I thought he was. Solid in midfield when he and then when he dropped back, I thought he was solid there as well. Yeah, in fact, he. Um, uh, a lot of people have said Coop. I, I ended up giving Cooper like a six and a half because I thought he won a lot of balls in the air. But I I don't know if I, I I would I think Ben White's the only person whose performance I called good. Melier was average to good, but that's because he didn't really have to do loads. The saves yeah, he made were all ones you'd expect. Yeah, very very routine saves and was always in the right position. I felt I, 
I, this is probably harsh because it's it's isolated in one precise moment. But the but the shot that Melier had to tip over the bar when they got it, Liam Cooper was in absolute no man's land. Like, oh, see, when he, the, he was, that's he the was, one where the cross came in from the right, isn't it? It just uh, and he was and the player on the near post got it and had the shot. Oh, no, I'm thinking of a of a different one where no, because there was one where the ball came in from the right. Cooper was nowhere, and they had two v one in the box and just had a shot. Ah, um, no, so, so I'm thinking of it was a, it was a shot from outside the area, and it kind of come from a long ball. Mm. And Liam Cooper was just halfway in between the the rest of the back line and halfway to challenging for the ball and just ended up doing neither. And yeah, just, I, you know, it wasn't anything particularly scandalous. It wasn't like he found himself on the right wing all of a sudden, but um, again, it, it is also a bit harsh at this stage, kind of going through individual errors at this point. There's, there's no one that was miles better than anyone else. I don't think there was anyone who was, massively worse than anyone else it was i think it was uh, without seeing the the player ratings yet I'd, I'd put a lot of players at a five uh that is roughly what it ended up like, i mean i'll just say because everyone who's going to read them will have read it by the time this comes out ed Melier six and a half berardi five although he did make some good blocks mm. uh Ailing five cooper six and a half dallas five and a half white seven harrison six click five roberts five costa five Bamford five and a half, which might be a touch harsh because it wasn't his fault he didn't get on the ball. Yeah. Uh, Hernandez five, Alioski five and a half, Stroik six, and Shackleton NA because he came on in that third minute. Although, good minute. Yeah, won good that pace, free kick. Good pace to get in behind and win as a free kick up by their box. <laughs> the, the Leeds tried to take about 10 yards further back from where it was from so we could get it as quickly in the corner as we as we could. Yeah. Um, um, the the other one else I'll say I've, I've, I felt a bit sorry for in this was Stuart Dallas because he got moved around a lot in this. He did. I don't think that he had a particularly good game in any of the positions, but it isn't easy. Like he ended up on the right and the left and the middle. And, yeah. And more than once for some of them. Yeah. Again, I'd, when Alioski came on at first, I would have thought that might have been Berardi off. Get Dallas to left back and Alioski in front of him, but yeah, and just turn it into go back to a four, yeah, a proper four. Because at times we were in a four, but it was a bit. I'd say tactically it was all over the place, and there were like journalists tweeting from in the ground saying that like it, you could hear Bielsa shouting, "No, you right, you middle." <laughs> like it was as if like they. I said at one point. Leeds, the Leeds players don't look like they know what formation they're playing. And it seems like that might have literally been true. Yeah. Rather than, oh, they were just all over the place. It Apparently, they really might not have known. By the way, this, this is this is analysis of the Derby game now. Oh, yeah, we just keep going back, don't we? It's because the truth is, I can't bring myself to think about the Derby game because it feels, at the minute, it feels so far away, even though it's only a couple of days away. It's a footballing lifetime away, isn't it, at this point? Yeah, it's because Just, we, we're not used to podcasting directly after the game. Yeah. I mean, just have, have, with their results up here, uh, beat Preston 1-0, drew 1-0 with Forest, lost to West Brom, lost to Brentford, lost to Cardiff. That's, oh, that's, so they're coming off three, three losses on spin. I mean, admittedly, they played West Brom and Brentford, which 
Yeah. And to be fair, you know, Cardiff as well, who are clinging on to that final playoff spot. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, their, fin- their final two games are us and Birmingham. But real, but realistically, like you say, in 11th, they're, they're sort of too far behind now, I think. Yeah. From what I've seen of them, I think they've normally been 4 2 3 1, with Rooney as one of the deep ones. Yeah, I think we mentioned earlier, as, as much as, as people kind of joked about Rooney coming here for a last payday, and 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 obviously there's the uh, there's the whole financial aspect of it, but Wayne Rooney has been... He has been quite good for him. He's been good. He's been pinging passes all over the place. And but uh, I I uh, I didn't watch the last couple of games though from because I haven't watched any of the West Brom or Brentford ones, and I didn't see the Cardiff one. But the reviews were that he looked absolutely knackered. Like he looked shot from playing twice a week all the time. Yeah, I mean, obviously coming from the MLS, his his season finished in November. He's there, so he's had a break there. He's but he did in. he did kind of do a preseason up to January when he could officially sign, didn't he? Yeah, it's. But yeah, he's then he's had a sort of preseason. He's played for just over a month, and then three months off. Yeah. So not not to make it sound like I'm sympathetic to Wade Rooney because I'm not at all, but you could understand why someone would be struggling after. Yeah. That sort of uh, that sort of build up. Yeah. Well, I mean, Derby have been kind of throwing the kids in a little bit already, and you would think that now that the season's done for them, that would happen even more now. Yeah, the kind like of- that young Louis Sibley, who I think he can play up front, but he's been playing as a number ten more often. He's got a hat trick away at Millwall. He's apparently looking like a pretty good player. Yeah, he's he's the one I've I've kind of noticed most in in the last few weeks that's been uh, coming in. I know Jason Knight who has been playing on the right. He scored the equaliser against Brentford before Brentford ran away with it. Yeah, no, they both look pretty decent. And uh, Max Lowe, the right back, he's quite young and he's pretty good. Yeah, it's it's a decent team. Uh, yeah, they've still got Tom Lawrence, who I know he's not great, but he can. I mean, he's still got a really good long shot, and he's technically a good player. I didn't know Tom Hoddleston was still there. Yeah, I'm guessing he's not playing. Oh, he's only made 11 starts all season, so maybe he's injured. Yeah, very slow, I imagine, these days. He was never a quick player. Yeah. Uh, I haven't seen much of Jack Marriott lately, who I still thought who I thought was good. Still do, to be honest, but uh, like Florian Joseph Zoom, who we tried to sign he, out wide, he's quick and quite skillful. Uh, I think I think Christian Bielik's injured, isn't he as well? Uh, I think so. I'll just I'll go through this Polish, the, the... Polish defensive mid that was signed for about ten million. Who I really did want us to sign because he looked oh, ruled out for the season with a bad knee injury. Yeah, this is this was the derby team against. Cardiff and it, it lines up here as a 4-3-3 uh, so take it as you will but Rusing goal Lowe Davis Clark and Forsyth you're back for I mean, but Curtis Davis and Matt Clark that's an alright centre back pairing and Craig Forsyth's alright yeah uh, Bird Rooney and Knight with Sibley Martin and Lawrence as, as your front three yeah like I mean 
Chris Martin seems to have worked his way back into starting football matches again. Yeah, he was he was pretty out of the picture last. He yeah. went out on loan, didn't he? Yeah. Yeah, he was on loan uh, at Hull. Yeah, I've just got their subs bench up, and like, there's some decent players. Like uh, Jaden Bogle's pretty good. Uh, Mario Joseph Zoom, Scott Malone's all right, but they had a couple more kids on the bench: Morgan Whitaker and Lee Buchanan. So if they if they mathematically can't make the playoffs anymore, which is likely. I, w- I wouldn't be surprised to see, you know, f- at least sort of three of the teenagers start and maybe more. Yeah. With with Rooney sitting in midfield and letting them all do the running. Uh, you got to get your money's worth out of him. Yeah. Uh, I mean, hopefully this match doesn't matter at all. Because, don't get me wrong, I do want to win the league, but I still don't really care if we come first or second. I thought when it got this close, I might start caring, but I don't really. Yeah, I just... I want us to win the league. It's but... After a game like that, and, and, and we've said it already, that we, we sound so down, I th- I'm just exhausted. Yeah, it's, I got a... draining. Just after the game finished, I got a phone call off my dad. And he honestly... Like he said, I've just gone and got myself a beer and I can't pick it up because my hand's shaking so much. <laughs> <laughs> it really takes it out of you. But it's so nice to have won it, despite all of that. Yeah. It's uh, it's so close now. Yeah. Um, obviously, the predictions-wise, uh, I'm hoping that the pre-season ones go my way because you're miles in front because I keep... I keep using a reverse jinx. <laughs> yeah. By the way, just just look at I've just got the stats up now actually for strangely going back to the Barnsley game. Uh 57% possession to 43. Uh we had three shots to their 12, but both had two on target. Um both had seven corners, so it's Yeah. It's interesting. There's not many teams that Certainly, there's teams that have more shots on target than we do. We can be fairly wasteful, but there's not that many teams that have four times as many yeah. as us. Yeah, it was um, it was a weird game to watch. That I, did, I uh, didn't, I didn't enjoy it. Really. Oh, I, I didn't enjoy it at all. I've uh, I've enjoyed defeats more than that. <laughs> um, but we won. That's all that matters. And we are so very, 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 very close now. And for the first for the first time and hopefully the last time, come on Huddersfield. Yeah, come on Huddersfield. Just get a draw. Yeah. You need this. You need this to maybe stay up. Yeah. Uh, it does mean that like if West Brom don't win tomorrow, we might have to record another one tomorrow. Just a screaming into the microphones. Yeah, pretty much. Uh, but we, so I obviously, because I have been doing this for every game, I'm going 1-0 Derby. If West Brom do drop points and we have to record another one, I may revise that one. <laughs> if we're mathematically up, I might st- I'll you, stop just predicting a 1-0 defeat every game. You you reserve the right to change your mind. Yeah, but only, on, but only if West Brom or Brentford do not win on either Friday or Saturday. 
I I'm I'm gonna have to stick to my guns here as well and go with a I'm gonna go with a two nil win for Leeds. Yeah. A two nil win which if we got it, regardless of what they do, will not only seal promotion but would seal the title. Yes. Uh, so that will do us. I I hope that everyone, because you will all be hearing this the next day, you've probably all calmed down a bit. Uh, I'm. I wish, I'm. I wish I could be that relaxed. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Thursday evening. Jack and KC are very jealous of these calm Friday people. <laughs> but yeah, uh, that will do for, I think I said it was episode 75 of the Mighty Whites podcast. We are so close. Please, please just let this be it. Please let this be it. Please let Huddersfield get a result tomorrow. I've been Jack. See ya. I've been KC. Have a good one. In a bit. <laughs>